Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. This is Sarah, and I'm super, super. <laughs> that was super and so excited to combined to be here with you. Excited, super excited, sober excited. Um, yes, drinking LaCroix watermelon. I can't even pronounce it. The Pasquay. I think it's how they say the watermelon. Sober excited, super excited to be here with you today. We're going to be talking about manifestation and prayer. And what I've really realized is the difference. As I got out of the emotionally abusive, unavailable relationships, and I became emotionally available to myself and really, really connected with myself along this spiritual journey, which led me to the biblical journey and relationship with him, with the creator, but not just the creation and manifesting to the universe, but really with God and Jesus and who he is and diving into his word and his scripture, but really wanting to, to bring in the whole spiritual side of it, of manifesting and really getting what I what I wanted. I think we're by by nature, by human nature, we've got that. We've got passions, we've got burning desires, and and of course we have needs as well, basic needs, and then bigger needs, needs for things that we might not have yet. And in that, um, <laughs> I was like looking into in the past how to manifest a partner and how to manifest a relationship, how to manifest more money, how to manifest blah, blah, blah. And I've taken millions of courses on manifesting. And I actually was just going through one of them today. Um, I'm not going to say the person because I think she herself as a person has really good intentions. But as I'm going through the course, um, this was specifically a manifesting money course. She's talking about things that I've done and, and things that I thought, okay, I, I'm not opposed to doing these things, but they're kind of woo woo to me. And I really don't get them because I'm doing them, but I'm not getting the outcome that you're saying that you're getting. So something is missing. What is it that's missing? And I went on this deep exploration and journey trying to discover for myself, the missing piece and what I felt like it was so that it wasn't missing anymore. So that it felt whole, so that it felt satisfying, so that it felt complete, so that there was an elimination of jealousy or envy and an elimination of uh, frustration because of the timing. It was like the perception was you do this thing, you wave your, your, cysteine or crystalline um crystal that you wear around your neck and you're like this this quartz or this crystal i wear it around my neck and it it, it thwarts away and it it, it keeps away <laughs> i can't even say it without laughing anymore it keeps away all the bad energy like just stick a crystal in your bra and then just tell the universe what you want and you're gonna get it that's how it works and it's like part of my friends when i'm like you're fucking stupid like that's not the way it works but i tried it I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I tried it. Got some crystals, like the, the ones that are supposed to keep away bad energy, stuck them in my bra, used to rub them every morning. <laughs> like, this doesn't work like this. Something is missing. But I tried it. And I think when we're at that place, we're trying, when we're really trying to connect with the truth and the way that things work, we try things that don't. And it's kind of funny. And it's funny to be able to actually like look back on yourself and laugh and have some humility and have some humbleness for the stupid things that you did and following misguided direction. Um, another thing that I've even told people to do, because I really do believe in this, there's uh, things like burning sage and, and Palo Santo, but 
staging your house, like so specifically around money, she was like, you want to take out your wallet and you want to clear it out and you want to remove out, you want to get out any old receipts and hey, you might even find like a gift card that still has money on it. And that means you manifested money. Like if you find a gift card from Christmas and it's now May or June, you just manifested $50. I'm like, no, you didn't. You just forgot about the gift card. <laughs> but finding it doesn't mean that you manifested it. Like, this is not making sense to me. This is ridiculous. So I got to this point of ridiculousness with this whole manifestation thing. I'm like, there's got to be a, a different way to like really move towards your heart's desires. And I think when there's the missing piece and you're leaving Jesus out of the equation and you're manifesting to the creation instead of the creator, you're going to feel like that naturally like it, obviously you're going to feel like something's missing and so you're going to it maybe go to things that say you know just burn some sage and and put a crystal in your bra and wear it around your neck and then clean out your wallet and you might find some money like clean out your couch and you might find a quarter like do people still have quarters anymore in their couches like nowadays it's like you might find a venmo <laughs> transaction like it doesn't just happen like that so i started to get to this place where i was really frustrated um um i with the whole money thing, I, I used to, I mean, I love Goodwill. My mom and I call it treasure hunting, but I actually used to feel really bad about going there. A, it smells really weird. It's probably the sanitizer or whatever it is that they put on their stuff. But sometimes we'll go there just to see. And I always browse through the book section. I love, love, love books. And I've read so many books on spirituality and manifestation and self-help, self-care, all the things. And uh, Patricia Shire, 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 uh, she's someone uh, that the title of the book, uh, it said prayer on it. That's what caught my eye. And then Patricia Shire, Priscilla. Oh my gosh. Priscilla Schreier. Uh, she's someone that I know that my mom has told me about. She's done Bible studies with her books before and gone to her conferences. And she's like, she's amazing. And so I, I saw the book and I was like, well, right. How great is this book? If it ended up at Goodwill, right? Like, and I was laughing. I'm like, oh my God, if I ever wrote a book and then like I was browsing Goodwill and I saw my book on the shelf, I'd probably feel so bad about myself. I'd be like, oh fuck, they didn't like it. They gave it away. And in the beginning of the book, it talks about how this book should be so torn, so worn, so dog-eared, so underlined. And I flipped through it and it's like perfect and pristine. I'm like, oh, what an ego blow. Anyways, the book is called, um, how do you pronounce this? Fervent? Yeah, I think Fervent, F-E-R capital V-E-N-T. And it's, it says a women's battle plan for serious, specific, and strategic prayer. Well, you know, God created man and woman, so prayer is not specific to women, but I think she she speaks a lot to women. And a lot of the courses I've done uh, are are geared towards women. I'm a woman. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know how this is specific to women and not men, but okay, let's give it a shot. And I love this, you know, in the beginning it talks about Satan and how he's nothing but a copycat trying to desperately convince you that he's more powerful than he actually is. And so I did, I started underlying things. That's the way that I am with my books. Uh, none of mine are available for resale because they're all full of notes and highlights and underlining. But she talks about 
the number one strategy of of double busting. I'm like, oh, I like that because that's really what comes in. And fear and doubt are the number one way that he keeps us from from the things that we desire. We we feel bad for desiring things. We feel bad for wanting to manifest things, for wanting things that we need, wanting things that we just want. And I really started to feel really bad along my spiritual journey for manifesting and then really felt bad for going to other programs or people that were telling me things like just knock some crystals together and sage your problems away. I'm like, there's got to be more to it than that. And it really is what the key is for me. And I was missing out on really tapping into the power of God and who God is and what he has said and, and his promises for us. And I think a lot of times with manifesting, I've read enough books and watched enough videos and done enough programs to say that they say it's not just the thing that you want, declaring it, saying it out loud, um, but really tapping into the energy and the frequency and the feeling of already having it. And I, that's where I would always get caught and tangled up. I'm like, I just can't see myself already having it because my logical conscious part of my mind would, would step in and go, well, how, and how long is that going to take? And what am I going to need to do? And what if I can't figure out what to do and how, like, I would just all these crazy, crazy things. And so when I realized the power of prayer and that's the missing key, it's not what connected for me was the surrendering and the release of saying that it's just me creating this. It's just me creating this manifestation. And it's more than just tapping into a feeling of having your heart's desire or a feeling of gratitude for having the things that you're trying to manifest. Like, for example, in the last video that I watched this lady is talking about manifesting money. She's like, okay, so I have a 21 day manifesting money challenge. And I wrote, for example, that over the course of the next 21 days, I want to manifest $10,000. And she's like, well, you know, um, I actually wanted it to kind of feel scary and feel outside of something that I felt like I could do on my own to know that it came from somewhere greater, uh, from like the universe. And I was like, mm, that doesn't really feel right. But she said, so I'm going to write down as my manifesting goal, what I would desire to manifest is $30,000 in 21 days. And then I'm going to feel into the energy of the $30,000 and feel into the energy of having received the $30,000 and being grateful for having received the $30,000. And I was like, and what am I going to do with that? Why do I desire that? What good in the world am I going to do with that? How is it going to benefit me and others for that? Because there has to be an act of service and, and, and benefit in receiving receiving otherwise you'll block your receiving I'm like okay that kind of makes sense but what didn't make sense is leaving God out of the equation and just saying that it's you that manifested that you and you alone and your intention and you feeling and feeling like you're doing something good about it and I felt like there were missing pieces and components and so when I'm reading her book fervent uh, it talks about prayer and developing intentional strategies for devil busting prayer. Because really, if you think about the devil as the enemy and the enemy is doubt and fear, you're really busting through doubt and fear, which I think then cleans up the energy of whatever it is that you're trying to call, manifest, create, will, or desire, whatever it is that you are calling it. So 
um, this made a lot more sense. So first of all, she says people either overestimate Satan's influence or the enemy's influence and power living with an inflated, erroneous perspective of his abilities, or they underestimate him. They don't assign him any credit for all the difficulties he's stirring up beneath the surface of our lives. And a lot of times when we're desiring for more or better or to be connected with something that we know is not from us, we feel the fear and we feel the doubt. And then we either overestimate it or underestimate it as this, as this force uh, she says one extreme leaves you saddened with undue fear and anxiety and the other just makes you stupid too blunt to say it like that. Sorry, but really what she means is unaware and completely open to every single attack. So what that translated to for me is that you believe every doubt, you believe every lie, you believe every limitation, every limiting thought that comes into your mind, you believe into that. And there's a, a worship song that says, God, we believe for it. God, we believe for it. And, and really that's what it is. And when you're manifesting, you're believing for it. You're believing that it's possible. You're feeling into the energy of the belief and the emotion and the emotions of gratitude and thanksgiving. And a lot of this actually goes into what she's talking about, the power of prayer, but it leaves out the most important, crucial component, the most vital component, which is the relationship with God. So, I personally don't believe into manifesting without a relationship with God or co-creating or cultivating without a relationship with the creator. Like for me, that just doesn't make sense. That's like, it's like if you're trying to do it that way, it feels like manifesting 101, and if you've gone to college, right, that's like your basic entry level. But if you're really going to ignite this, which is what I believe God calls us to do is, is live lives that are on fire, on fire and passionate for him, passionate for change, passionate for, for transformation, passionate for healing, passionate for showing people what's possible when you have a relationship with God and, and then not not getting it or receiving it so that you can make others jealous, but then showing it, showing others that when you believe in him, it's possible for them. That for me is really the key. And I feel like that part's missing in your basic one-on-one manifestation. The most important part is a relationship with him. So I do like that she says this because it is obviously focused on God, not just manifest what you want, whether it be a relationship or money or health or whatever. Uh, let's be clear. No matter which way you gravitate, Satan is not God. He's not God's counterpart or peer. They're not even on the same playing field. His influence, his authority and power don't even touch the fringe of what our Lord is capable of doing. So if you don't believe that, read ahead to Revelation 19 and 20. <laughs> I've read Revelation and it's a wild and crazy book, but she talks about this coming to the end of times and like the devil and his demons are getting all dressed up with no place to go. And this battle is over before it starts. The battle is already won. And when you listen to worship songs, you hear that it's already done. The battle's already won. Like God already has written the end of the story. He's already experienced the victory. And 
we're simply in this time of, of waiting. And I think in the time of waiting, we can be stuck in this time of frustrating a frustrating time. But Satan's nothing but a copycat trying to desperately conceive, convince you that he's more powerful than he actually is. And when we're when we're trying to create a better lives for ourselves and for others, we can feel that. We can feel the doubt and we can feel the fear. And that is the enemy at work, but he's just trying to copy God. And I think when we try to copy these manifestation practices and we put crystals in our bra and then we just sage everything and then we're like, wait a minute, I still don't have what I want. That's because there's a missing part. Um, and then you think, well, it doesn't work. And you're thinking, wait a minute. Okay. And then you're buying into the beliefs of limitations and, and boundaries. And, and that's what this book says. Remember, Satan does have limitations. He does have boundaries that he can't cross no matter how much he desires or how hard he tries. And I think a lot of times when we're manifesting, we believe into those lies, especially when we're not plugged into the power source energy of who God is and and Jesus. And we, we can't leave that part out. But a lot of us say God when we're manifesting, oh, universe, God, source, spirit, whatever. And when we say whatever, like it's dismissive, but we're missing a piece. And then we're limited just like Satan is. And we experience this boundary that we feel like we can't cross no matter how hard we try. And I don't know about you, but I've experienced this in my own life and relationships, um, in, in personal relationships and relationships with money also. And I have felt like I've hit this wall, this invisible wall, this, this invisible boundary. And that's what led me to, okay, let me do some spiritual things to manifest, to get through this, over this, around this. But I was leaving Jesus out of the equation. I was leaving God out of the equation. And I was just like, oh, universe, let's do this universe. Come on. I got my crystals. I got my stage, my Palo Santo. I'm ready. And I did it in the right order. I wrote it down. I followed the program and, and then I, I Palo or then I staged and then I Palo Santoed for 22 minutes because that's an angel number. And, um, but it still didn't happen. Uh Oh, what happened? <laughs> but here's, here's the truth. Um, if, if we're believing in that, then we're really in the energy and the frequency of who Satan is. He can't be everywhere at once. He can't read your mind. He's merely an illusionist uh, using cunnery, cunnery, cunning trickery to deceive and mislead. Only God can work flat out unmistakable miracles. But when we're manifesting, a lot of times what we're asking for is for a miracle. But then we're leaving Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit out of the equation, or we're just using one of the three. So we're we're very much limiting and dimming the full potential and power when we're calling it just manifesting and we're not calling it what it is, is, is fervent prayer. And so I love this, that she says, we are going to talk about prayer and how to truly anchor this in. And I love the acronym she uses. It's obviously easy because if we're using prayer, we can use the acronym pray. Like, what am I doing? I've talked about this in another episode that how we can pray the taco way. And I'm like, wait, what do prayers have to do with taco? So it just makes sense that an acronym for prayer is pray. And the P stands for praise. And they talk about this in manifestation as well. The praise is for P, Thanksgiving, which is the T in taco. If you heard that of other episode. Thanksgiving is one of the most important aspects of prayer. It's not just a means of warming up or buttering up. 
it's a preamble. It's not just a preamble before getting down to what we really came to say, because we really came to say, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. God, do it. Ready? Go. Like I just fired the gun. Go. (laughs) It's gratitude for God, to God, for who he is and what he's already done. And that should thread throughout every prayer because ultimately his name and his fame, did you catch that? His name and his fame are the only reason any of this matters. And a lot of us miss that part. And so a lot of us missed out on receiving and experiencing the power of manifestation because we're doing it for our good, our will, not his. So P for pray when you're praying is praise, giving glory to him, thanksgiving to him for gratitude for him, for who he is and what he's already done. And ultimately his name and his fame are the only reason any of this matters. Like when I was able to pay off my car and I was able to buy a house when it just didn't make sense, when things like didn't add up. Like it just on paper didn't make sense, but I was able to do that. And I didn't realize I was praying, but I was. And now when I'm, when I'm conscious of this and I'm focused on this and I pray in the right way, because yes, ultimately we're trying to manifest certain things because we have desires and we want them, but we're missing the pieces of the puzzle. So we're not experiencing the full complete picture because This is what his name and his fame are the only reasons any of this matters. And a lot of us are manifesting from our own selfish desires and will not for him and not to give him the glory, but we're missing that it is for his name and his fame. So the R in pray stands for repentance. And a lot of us just say what we want and we're like, okay, go God, go universe, go do what I want, bring what I want to me now. But we miss out on the repentance repentance, it says God's real desire in addition to displaying his glory. So he wants you to have what you're asking for, because when you receive it, especially when there's no way that you could have received it or that it makes sense that you received it, all that honor, all that excitement, the feeling, the emotion, the gratitude for it should be delivered to him. Like, here's a box of gratitude, God. Thank you. Like you allowed me to receive my heart's desires and what I was praying for and manifesting. I'm going to give that glory and honor to you. I'm not going to say that it was just me that did it, but a lot of people do that. So God's real desire in addition to displaying his glory is to claim your heart and the hearts of those that you love. So prayer While it's certainly a place to deal with the objectives and details we want to see happening in our circumstances, it's also about what's happening on the inside because that's where real transformation occurs. So expect prayer to expose where you're still resisting him. Not only resisting his commands, but resisting the manifold blessings and benefits he gives to those who follow. So the key is following God, following Jesus and his son, not just following your own path or creating your own path and having others follow you. We should be leading others to following him. And while we're experiencing blessings, giving glory and praise to him when we receive our manifestation. 
So he says, line your strategies with repentance, the courage to trust and turn and walk his way. And a lot of us, when we're manifesting, we're just walking in our own way. And then there's so many teachers and programs out there that teach you how to walk their way because they've gotten things that you're like, I want that too. I want to travel and be on vacation. I want to live in a million dollar home. I want this incredible relationship, but it's really just a highlight reel of what's really going on. But we don't repent and we don't repent because we don't want to let God in. We're like, what are you going to find in there? And I love that for the R because it's so important because it shows us that he matters to us and that we trust and believe that he can come in and flush and flow those things out. So we, we get into alignment with strategies of courage and trust when we repent. So the A in pray is asking. This is the same thing with manifesting, asking for what you want, writing down your desires, being really detailed, being crystal clear, like so clear that you can almost taste it, so clear that you can almost see yourself living in that house that you want or in that relationship relationship that you desire. You can see yourself and the way that you're going to be held, the way that you're going to be touched, the way that you're going to be kissed. You can feel that person's hand in yours. Some people say when they're manifesting a relationship and you don't have one yet to like set a, a plate at the dinner table and, and, and have a conversation with the person of your dreams and see them and envision them and feel into the feelings of, of joy and gratitude and love and laughter as you're making dinner together and like cheersing your wine. So this asking part is very much in alignment with the things they tell you to do when you're manifesting, but this is, is much more powerful because you're making your request be known to God the creator, not just the universe, the creation. So it says, be personal and specific, write down the details of your own issues and difficulties as they relate to the broader issue. Uh, and that's perhaps maybe like how you're seeing that the enemy's hand is at work, where you suspect the enemy might try to come in and, and, and make this not happen for you and understand that you're not begging God because you've been invited to ask, seek, and knock. God is expecting you to talk to him. He loves when you talk to him. And that's what prayer is. He's wanting you here. The best place to look for the things that you desire is to him. So the A in pray is for asking and getting really specific in detail, just like you would if you were manifesting. And then of course, why is yes. And I love that worship song. All your promises are yes and amen. And amen means so be it. So the why is for yes, 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 yes. All of God's promises, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1.20, have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. But a lot of us try to manifest without Christ. We try to manifest to the universe. We've got to do it with God, with Christ. You may not understand what's happening in life right now, but any possible explanation pales in comparison to what you do know because your faith in God's goodness and assurances. So allow your prayer to be accentuated with his words, his own words from scripture, his promises that correspond to your need. And that's really where the power is. So praying like this aka what I used to call manifesting is 
getting into the energy and the frequency and the vibration of expecting God to respond in accordance with his own sovereign eternal will and his boundless love for you. So she shares the acronym that's for pray. Prayer releases all your eternal resources. And you can see that through this lens, it's so much more powerful than manifesting on your own or in the old traditional way. When you incorporate and you include God and you stop calling it manifesting and you start calling it fervent prayer, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just... I can feel that <laughs> it will happen far more rapidly and quickly than you could have ever imagined. When you deepen your relationship with him and he's the one that receives the fame, not yourself or not the coach whose manifestation program you took. And for me, this is the, the missing piece. And that's why I felt called and compelled to share it with you. Because if you're anything like me and you've gone on this self-help, self-development journey, and you've gotten into all of this, and you're a natural, normal human, and you want the things that you want, and you're you're trying to manifest them, and you're missing out on fervently praying for them, and really tapping into the power of God and Jesus, you're missing out. And I don't want you to miss out. God did not create us to miss out. He created us in his image and there's nothing missing about him. He's whole and he's complete and he is an abundant, loving God. And he wants to give you everything you desire so that you give him the glory and he can shine through you and make a difference in your life and the life of others in the most beautiful ways. So I'm praying for you today. And if you haven't yet invited him into your life, I invite you to begin praying in a different way, but first ask him to come in. Jesus Christ, come into my life. I hear you knocking. The door is open. Come on in. My friend, I am praying for you in the pray way that everything in your life is beautiful, happy, loving, and abundant as you deserve that. I love you. I'll see you soon.